Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, you guessed it, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, your friendly neighborhood apologist. So glad to be following that dynamic, uh, that very intelligent brainiac, I call him, uh, run to win with our good friend, uh, Daryl Wood. does such a wonderful job breaking things down on the political side of the house and the Christian side of the house. Now, let me wax biblical as I can on these issues. <laughs> I have to stay out of his lane. It's too heavy for me. But I will be dealing with the Bible. Uh, I will have a challenge for you. In fact, I want to talk at some length about the uh, black Hebrew Israelites. Got into that last time. I want to break down the trouble that I have with their theology. Uh, and also, I want to deal with First, let me deal with this. Let me deal with uh, a caller who just called in on uh, another program, which was Dale Wood's program, and talking about uh, what's happening now uh, uh, with uh, the coronavirus as being a judgment on America. Well, I don't think that's necessarily uh, we can focus like that on this issue. Uh, In fact, I don't think that this has anything to do with special judgment just on America because it's something that is worldwide. So logic tells you if it's worldwide, it's not just affecting America, it's affecting France and all the countries, some more or less. But this is something that is a worldwide occurrence. Uh, Where do I think it comes from? Well, I think it comes, quite frankly, from the sin that happened back in Genesis chapter 3, where based upon what happened there, that is when the curse was placed upon the earth. And ever since then, we've seen tornadoes, we've seen floods, we've seen now some judgments we've seen came directly from God, like Noah's flood, all right, Genesis 6, 7, and 8. And then if we looked at Sodom and Gomorrah, okay, we got that. That was directly aimed at them for their sins. But in terms of it, what you need to realize, okay, what you need to realize is that the whole world was impacted by the sin that was ushered in by Adam and Eve. That's what it tells us in Genesis chapter 3 and also in Romans chapter 5, verse 12 and following. And so ever since then, there have been problems of various kinds, disease, sickness, 
sickness, tornadoes uh, that happen in the world, locusts eating up everything, diseases, uh, you know, wiping out populations. Uh, in fact, Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 8. This is in the first century, right? In the first century, this is what he said. Uh, he knew about uh, what was happening in the world as well. Okay? They had problems then. Notice, because he writes in Romans chapter 8 and verse 22, he says, for we know that the whole creation, now this is the Apostle Paul writing scripture, for we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. And so therefore this uh, pandemic that we're suffering from now, what is it? It's a result of the whole creation continuing to groan, right? It says this also in verse 23, and not only they, okay, but ourselves, not only does it affect the creation, but it affects us. And he's writing there about all of us in the world, including Christians. But not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. We ourselves groan within ourselves. That's right. On this earth, ever since the fall of Adam and Eve, we're going to be groaning, friends. Okay? The groans may be called from a stomach ache. But it gets worse than that. Maybe caused from a typhoon, maybe a flood, maybe a hurricane, maybe diseases, like we're seeing now. That's what he said. We ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our bodies. That's right. In other words, this earth is not our home. We've got to get a new one. And that's why God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. But what you're seeing now has nothing to do with a special judgment of God on any nation. This thing is happening worldwide, okay? So therefore, we know we, that logically we have to cast that out. And then we see right here in the Bible where there's going to be trouble in this world until we get a new one, basically. And that's what you see in Revelation chapter 21. Okay, number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And as I always say, so much theology, so little time right, to talk. I've got an hour. I wish I had more. Uh, and But i got to let you know some things. First of all, the definitely strictly biblical Bible teaching ministries is still going on. However, we're respecting what is happening around our country, around the world, uh, with uh, all the rules they have about the social distancing, and also concerning our service. So our services at the church have been cut down markedly, hopefully in two months or so we'll be back in operation. Uh, now, you can call area code 313-933-9270 uh, to, uh, for any information that you need about what's uh, uh, going on. But basically, uh, everything we do in terms of our lessons now are being live streamed, okay, live streamed where you will be able in the comfort of your home uh, to watch our 11 o'clock service uh, and some other teaching sessions as well. All you've got to do is go uh, to strictlybiblical.org, and you can find out all about it. And especially you want to do it because this Sunday, right, on the 29th, this Sunday at 11 a.m., we will be live streaming our 11 o'clock service, and uh, I want all of you to listen to that, this especially those of you at Strictly Biblical and those at BTC as well, because we haven't had our services at BTC uh, there on Van Dyke as well. So all of you are welcome to look at this. We're starting a teaching of the book of Revelation. That's right from Chapter 1 all the way to uh, uh, chapter 22, the book of Revelation. That's what we're going to be talking about, uh, definitely, uh, so we can uh, look 
uh, at what the Bible tells us about the future, talks about the tribulation, the second coming, all of that, and many are wondering, right? Many are wondering how far away are we from the return of Christ and the great tribulation, okay? We're going to be talking about that, and we encourage you to come and be a part of it, okay? That's uh, all you have to do is stay home, log, uh, log on there to strictlybiblical.org, uh, strictlybiblical.org, and you'll be able to pull uh, up this particular message. You'll see me preaching, all right? Uh, uh, but definitely, I won't be in front of our church audience, but I will be at a pulpit preaching. Uh, definitely quite uh, provocative. And let me say this to you. Uh, do I think that the pandemic that we're suffering from now has something to do with the book of Revelation, and does it have something to do with the future? Absolutely, yes. Yes, I do think so, okay? Uh, but you won't find out how I tie this in unless you tune in to the book of Revelation on March 29th, our 11 a.m. service, 11 o'clock, you pull it up, uh, you'll see our service, and you'll begin a journey with me in the book of Revelation starting at chapter 1. All right, so we'll be looking for you there. Also, there will be a place you to give. You can give uh, right on uh, online. Uh, Giveify is the name of the app that you can access, and it'll tell you, uh, give you a list of donation options you have. Please give to continue to support Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. All right, so that comes on March tw uh, 29th. You don't want to miss it. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, we started to deal with the black Hebrew Israelites uh, last week. Uh, so we, I want to do this again. I want to get into talking about it in some detail. Uh, then, of course, uh, callers, I'll be able to take calls. If you have questions that you have to ask about anything about the Word of God, and especially with this. But my problem with the uh, black Hebrew Israelites basically is this. Uh, I, I take the short view. My view is uh, straight. Either it's in the Bible or it's not. My source of authority is the Bible, not genealogies that you've come up with and uh, what someone has told you. It's got to be backed up by the Word of God. Uh, therefore, when I look at the Bible, it gives me problems with it. And also, the whole idea of God preferring uh, uh, something that has to do with a person's race or culture, okay, I'm pretty sure that the Scripture shows you that Jesus is going to welcome everyone. And basically, my statement, there is no advantage in me, after I'm a Christian, becoming a black Hebrew Israelite, okay? The term isn't even used in the text. We're called Christians, okay? We're called uh, Christians in the Word of God. Uh, that should be the term that we should be concerned about. Acts chapter 11, verse 26, they were called Christians. Uh, someone called in and said, well, it was the Greeks who called them Christians. Uh, uh, well, the Greeks called them Christians, but so did Peter, the apostle Peter, who was Jewish in 1 Peter 4.16. He referred to himself and others who followed Christ as Christians. I'm sorry, it's in the Bible. I can't change it, but I've got to do what the Bible says. So we do need to recognize that, and also we need to recognize what it says in Titus chapter 3, verse 9, where here 
Paul writes, this is Paul, right? Where he says, but avoid foolish questions and genealogies. And that's what black Hebrew Israelites are all about, is tracing genealogies. Uh, to trace you to, so that blacks can connect themselves uh, as a part of Israel somehow. Not to say that they weren't blacks who were Jews, we know that, because uh, that, that, that there were, because we know in Numbers chapter 12, Moses married an Ethiopian woman, okay? And uh, Joseph had uh, also uh, some contact with Ethiopian women and, and had, a, I think, a wife who was in that vein as well. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is a heretic, now this is where it's at, okay? A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject. So what happens is, I'm not here to, uh, to prove someone wrong. I'm just here to show you where I'm coming from in the Bible. You have a right to your view, and you have the right to take your view straight to Jesus Christ and be judged for it like everybody else. But for me, the key thing is I want to be biblical. I want to follow the Bible. So let me go through some of these scriptures and show you where I think that the black Hebrew Israelites have a lot of trouble. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Uh, do we have a caller on the line? Angela? Angela, how you doing? Can I pass this? Uh, okay, hang in there. Yeah, what's on your well, mind? I'm just concerned about this coronavirus. I was listening to this pastor uh, on AM 1340. It's a gossip, gossip session in Detroit. Anyway. A, a, a couple of people believe that the virus um, is brought on by God because of the Trump administration. And do you think that what's going on with the virus? Also, some earthquakes I heard that happened in Utah and uh, Oklahoma. You think, oh, that's a sign, too, with the virus going on? I mean. But, but, what, but you said something about Trump. What about what do they say about Trump? Well, well on this radio station, it's a local station in Detroit. It's called AM 1340. It's a Detroit mm -hmm. gospel station. I don't know if you heard of it. Uh -huh. It's a, uh -huh. a, a, a pastor by Dr. Demetrius E. Ford. I don't even know his name, Demetrius Ford. Anyway, uh -huh. he's a pastor for the Day Spring um, Church. He was saying on that station that um, that the virus is brought on by um, God because in response to the, the dictators like Trump, you know, people. Um, dictators like Trump. You know, uh, well, what I want to say mm -hmm. to you is this: that was absolutely absurd. Okay, mm -hmm. that was absolutely absurd. Now, I'm not saying that Trump is perfect, but find me the presidents who aren't. <laughs> what about when Clinton was in office? Anybody you can name, okay? So, uh, no, that was absurd. If you're going to say that something is from God, you need to place it on the Bible. And that wasn't. That was just a cheap political shot. Yeah, that's something, Angela, that you have to be able to recognize right off the bat. If anybody makes a statement of fact, they bear a burden of proof. And then, uh, how is it Trump when it's, it's something that's happening all over the world to other nations? France, Italy, you name it. Right, that's I don't get, yeah. Well, no, what happens is you don't have to. The person who makes a statement, okay, uh, they uh, have to meet a burden, okay? And so anyone who makes a, a statement of a so-called fact, they have a burden of proof. You have to prove it. I don't see Trump's name in the Bible. And as I said at the beginning of the program, if you heard me, in Romans chapter 8, Paul, way back in the first century, said the earth was groaning then. The universe is groaning now, okay, because of the sin that Adam brought. Okay? So definitely this particular, uh, what we're going through now, uh, is not any particular judgment of God any more than floods before, tornadoes before, 
where there was locust droughts that happened in Africa were a result of God either. It's a result of nature acting up because man in general, well, first of all, specifically fell into sin, and that's infected all mankind. That's it, Angela. All right. It's a gospel station. I know, I know the station, but what I'm concerned with is we got to be thinkers, right? And so I'm one person who I just don't believe what people say unless they back it up with some kind of facts and evidence. And in this case, if uh, we're talking about uh, God's judgment, you got to prove that to me, because there's been all kinds of calamities happening in this world uh, ever since Adam and Eve sinned, and they weren't because of God's direct judgment. Sodom and Gomorrah was, right? Because of what they were doing, and only they were punished. Uh, The flood now came on the whole world. That's because the world at that time, Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8, where it talks about Noah's flood, that was God's judgment. But if we're going to look at everything in nature as judgment of God, then we're getting silly because we need to recognize that the things that happened happened uh, after Adam and Eve fell, the world fell into turmoil right away. All right, I want to thank you. I got some other callers that want to talk to me, but I, I, you're usually the first one out the box. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. When the president declared a national emergency on the coronavirus, he also declared a national disaster, freeing up billions of dollars and opening the door to exercising extraordinary powers as president in the face of this kind of challenge. War is the most apt metaphor for the challenge we now face as we're confronted by the coronavirus. As far as pandemics go, in order to find anything on this scale, you would have to go back to the 1918 pandemic of the Spanish flu. The deadliness of that pandemic should be a chastening factor upon us all. It should remind us that one of our responsibilities on the other side of this crisis is going to be to rebuild what has been lost. And in the midst of the crisis, we must not only pray, we must work. There are many things to be done. And it's going to be up to us to do them. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Now is the time to register for an all-inclusive 10-day trip to Israel with WLQVFM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Expand your global perspective on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd to 11th with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com today to sign up for the Stand with Israel tour where history, culture, and faith will converge before your eyes. We'll take you behind the scenes to explore the places you've read and heard about. Pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the Sea of Galilee, float on the unique Dead Sea, and much more. The land, its amazing cuisine, and its diverse people are a spectacle to behold, and you can live it all firsthand. Best of all, you'll be with Faith Talk Detroit's syndicated media host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, special guest Mike Lindell, like-minded supporters of Israel, and listeners of WLQV. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, keyword Israel. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. 
Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, and uh, Elijah is on the line, guy named Elijah. What's on your mind, Elijah? Okay, so I was calling, but I was calling a call in the last program. You hung up on me. Are you going to hang up on me? Are you going to allow me to talk? Okay, what is it on, that's on your mind? Um, you say you're strictly biblical. Why do you keep Easter? Why do you keep Good Friday? You know, or you keep Resurrection Sunday? Ain't none of that in the Bible. I didn't Bible. hear you. Why, why did you say what now? I, I didn't hear you. Got to slow down for me a little bit. Church, what were you saying? Why does the church observe Easter, Good Friday, or Resurrection Sunday? None of those days are in Scripture. You say you go strictly by the Bible. Yes. Well, what happens is the the Bible uh, gives us some freedom of worship. The Bible doesn't, uh, in fact, there's nothing wrong as long as you're worshiping Jesus Christ. So that becomes the key thing. In fact, over in in Romans chapter uh, 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 14, it says this in terms of days of worship. Here's what it says in Romans 14 and 5. One man esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regards the day regards it unto the Lord. He that regards not the day to the Lord, he does not regard it. Okay? So right there, he's telling us that absolutely we can worship God on any day we want. In Romans chapter 14, verse 5 to 6. So there's nothing wrong with Easter. Uh, well, if you're talking about the bunny rabbit variety, something is wrong with that. We never do anything about the bunny rabbit. We never do any, anything about no eggs or anything like that. It's strictly biblical. All we do is celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we have a right to celebrate anything we want about Jesus Christ, just like on Christmas where we celebrate his birth. And in Luke chapter 2, it was celebrated because the angels came out and uh, pronounced the birth of Christ when it happened in Luke chapter 2, and that's in the Bible. So as long as we don't invite pagan elements in it, the church has, has a right to worship Christ. But God never said to keep those days. You can't tell God how to worship him. God tells no, you. No, I'm telling you, he tells us how to worship him, and so you must have over, kept, uh, just discounted. You see, that's the trouble I have, because you tell me what it means here in this verse. It says in Romans 14 and uh, 5, one man esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. This no is in the Bible no I'm problem. reading here, sir. Paul, Paul Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Verse 6, he that regards the day regards it unto the Lord, and he that regards not the day to the Lord, he does not regard it. He that eateth, so uh, even he talks about about eating, but definitely what that verse is saying, okay, is, what what do you think that verse is teaching? One man esteems one day above another. What does that mean to you? Paul is talking about the Jews. They have certain days that they will feast. If you turn over to Peter, Peter says that Paul wrote things hard to be understood, that people will twist and distort to their own destruction. Paul followed the holy days. Jesus followed the holy days. So the church should follow Paul and Jesus. 
That's what the church nope. should be doing. Peter, not the all uh, made up uh, Peter, in fact, I'm sorry, Peter, in fact, in Acts chapter 10, got a revelation from uh, from God that he could eat animals that were uh, forbidden in the Old Testament because it changes in the New. You've got to read the whole chapter. Acts chapter, chapter 10, verse 25. No and once again, here's, here's Paul. Here's what Paul is writing. Paul isn't following the Jewish law here when he says in Romans chapter 14, verse 5, one man esteems one day above another. Another you esteems every day alike, that every man be fully persuaded no in his own mind. He that regards the day regards it unto the Lord. He that regards not the day to the Lord, he does not regard it. And he that eateth, eateth to the Lord, and he gives God thanks. If he was talking about uh, the Sabbath days or things of that nature, he would have named them here. But he didn't say it. Okay? He's recognizing that you can honor those days, but now you, uh, you can esteem any day alike. And, in fact, he says here also, uh, when it comes down to eating, he that eats, eats to the Lord. Remember they had dietary laws? He says, he that eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. He that eats not to the Lord, he eateth not, uh, and gives God thanks. So, basically, the dietary laws have been fulfilled by Christ. And definitely here, uh, when it says one man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike, definitely, there. Uh, while uh, it's good to worship on Sunday, but you can worship during the week any day you want, as far as Paul is concerned, in Romans God chapter 14, one day holy. Now, he never made Sunday uh, So, thank you very much man for calling. I, need to, I, need, I don't want to have just a, a, a... In fact, what you can do now... Uh, definitely, uh, you can call me. I'd love to discuss with you uh, in some detail, privately. I'd love to. Okay, and then I'll have you, and, and then we could really have a good time. But I've got other callers I got to move to, so I thank you for your call. That number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We've got to realize uh, that Jesus Christ, my friends, has fulfilled the law. He really has. And things that used to be forbidden, now uh, uh, you can eat them, okay? So definitely things change. The New Testament fulfilled the Old Testament. And to show you, not only do we see what Paul is saying there, but if we turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 4, we see this. If we're talking about dietary laws, yeah. now here's the Bible. All I'm doing is just following the Bible. And what you see is people who disagree, they Go to another scripture. They won't deal with the scripture that I'm at. Notice here, this is in 1 Timothy 4 and 4. Here's what Paul writes. This is Paul. For every creature of God is good. Talking about animals that you can eat. For every creature of God is good. That's now. It used to didn't be that way. It used to be a, a, a cold food that you could eat and not eat. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received in thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That's exactly what it's talking about there, that you can eat, you know, the, uh, the animals that were forbidden in the Old Testament now are acceptable to God because of the new covenant, okay? Now, if that's not enough, Acts chapter 10, I mentioned it. Let me take you to it so you can, guys can see where I'm coming from. Now, remember, if anybody was a Jewish man, that was Peter, okay? He knew what the dietary laws were. He knew what a Jew should eat and what a Jew should not eat. Now, explain to me, okay, explain to me, where it says in Acts chapter 10, verse 9, on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up into the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry and would have eaten. And while they made ready, he fell into a trance 
and saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners, and knit down to the earth. Wherein? <laughs> look at this. Look at, look at Listen, I hope that the guy who called in still is listening to this. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Because all of the animals that were on that sheet that God was showing him were common and unclean. What God told him was this, And the voice spake unto him again the second time, which God had cleansed, that called on not common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Okay? That was telling Peter that he could go to the Gentiles, actually sit with them and eat, because now uh, the New Testament has fulfilled the old, and uh, the Gentiles are being fully accepted into the body of Christ. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss. Friends, it is all about what the Bible says. And if there are different interpretations of uh, uh, some of these things, I'd certainly like to know what they are, because it seems pretty clear to me. All right. Uh, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Now, some of the other trouble I have with the Hebrew Israelites is this. Where we read in Acts chapter 2 and verse 17 where it says, notice this, this is the Bible, Acts 2 and 17, and it shall come to pass in the last, last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Okay? Now notice he says here, right, verse 17, And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon the Hebrew Israelites. It doesn't say that. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Okay? So, in other words, the focus here is just not on the Jews. It's on all flesh. Okay? That is the promise of God. Okay? We need to recognize that. Okay? Messianic Jews, those who believe in Christ, will be blessed, and Gentiles are included in that accepted group. Uh, in other words, what I'm saying is that there's nothing in the Bible that, uh, that tells you that there's anything that you gain by being a black Hebrew Israelite. The term is not even used in the Bible to dis define Christians. Uh, I've taken you through the passages and told you those. First Peter 4.16, Acts 11 and 26, they were called Christians, right? Very clear, okay? Um, if we look at Colossians chapter 3, okay? Colossians chapter 3. These are verses that it's hard for the Hebrew Israelites to get around. In Colossians 3, and starting at verse 10, it says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. But, and then, verse 11, wow, where it says, Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all, okay? So he is in everyone. There's no certain class of people that he resides in more than somebody else. To say that 
is a travesty of Scripture. Verse 12, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. So you can see then that the universal tone of this uh, kind of pulls away from the whole notion that there's something special about you being a uh, Hebrew Israelite, okay? Notice another scripture to look at is over in Romans chapter 10, okay? And you see this refrain all through the Bible, and look, it's being written by Jews, Jewish Christians, okay? okay? Notice here, Paul, sacred writer, writes in Romans 10, 10 to 13. Romans 10, 10 to 13. Here's what he says. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Whosoever believes on him. Then look at this, okay? Now this is stuff. When you talk to a Hebrew Israelite, now if you talk to someone reasonable, at least you can discuss the scriptures with them. Some uh, don't want to discuss it because, quite frankly, these are things they, they can't answer well. Where it says, at verse 11, Romans 10 and 11, For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Uh-oh. That's what it says. That's what Paul writes in the Bible. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Then verse 13, it says, and for the black Hebrew Israelites, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. we got to realize it, okay, that that emphasis that is had on black Hebrew Israelites is a wrong focus. And then my question that I keep on the table all the time, what do I, as a Christian, been calling myself a Christian ever since I became born again, what do I gain by joining a group and calling myself a black Hebrew Israelite when it makes no difference between the Greek and the Jew in the Bible? I'm just talking about the Bible. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you, so grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the news talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun. 
Sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Some researchers claim potential treatments for coronavirus can't be discovered unless the body parts of aborted children are used in experiments. Charlotte Lozier Institute states this isn't true, and it's shamelessly exploiting the pandemic. The fact is there are modern, successful alternatives available. Already, over 60 potential treatments are under investigation, and none of them use aborted fetal tissue to fight coronavirus. Instead of wasting precious time with dishonest claims, we should be totally focusing our attention on successful, ethical alternatives that don't exploit baby body parts, taxpayer dollars, and public sentiment. You can get more information by going to lifeissues.org, then click on the microphone icon. Let's all stay educated on this crisis. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. MotorCityHelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. What are you doing, Dave? We need help with payroll. I'm doing squats, Mr. Employee of the Month. I'm taking your advice and I'm working my butt off. That's not what I meant. Glutes of steel, feel them. Right here. Oh, Dave, now I have to call HR. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. And as I always say, so much theology, so little time. Let's go to the phone lines now and talk to uh, uh, Nathaniel. Hello? Is this Pastor Moss? Yes. Yes. Uh, before you went to break, you made a statement that you said, tell, ask them what advantage or what good is there to be a Hebrew Israelite again? Yeah. Where does it add to my Christianity? Well, before I cited to you Romans three, and mm-hmm. you read it, but you know, First Thessalonians five twenty one says, "Prove all things," and Romans three proves that there is an advantage to being a Hebrew. Oh yeah. In fact, what I told you, which I you might not have heard me, is if we talk about advantage in terms of what God used them to do, that's fine. And that was done by those in the Old Testament. You know, the, the, the law would speak through them, the prophets came. But see, we've got verses like this over in, uh, uh, how, how do you respond to this? In Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, where it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Then verse 29, and if you be Christ, that is, if you be Christ, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, an heir according to the promise. Well, first of all, I would have to take you to a book that you probably never read, which is called the Apocrypha. I have read it. Now, you know, what I don't like is people insulting me. Okay, because I, I do know about the Apocrypha. I know it was written during okay. the 400 silent years at the close of the Old Testament so, and the beginning of the New. And that's what, I, that's what is interesting to me about debates. When I debate with people, I don't insult them. 
Uh, to me, it's about well, science. Let me it's apologize. About I didn't, I didn't you just yesterday said something I probably never read. You shouldn't have said that. You don't say that in debates. Okay? I, I, well, I most people basically just my background. I have a bachelor's of theology, a master's in biblical studies. I know about it. So I do won't talk teach, to you now you okay, because you insulted me. There's no reason to do that. I would never, even though I don't agree with you, I'm not going to insult you. But understand, I've read the Apocrypha, THB. Spent time in seminary, know all about it, have taught apologetics for, for years. Thank you for calling. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Marsh. Now, I want you folks to see what I mean, right? When people cannot argue against you legitimately, what they do is insult you. <laughs> A person who knows nothing of my educational background, okay, is going to insult me. Why doesn't he just deal with the facts? I like to deal with the science of theology. I don't want to be like a baseball, basketball game, throwing a basketball to somebody. My goodness. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Thelma, good to talk to you. Where did you get for us, darling? Hi, Pastor. Yes. Well, I'm I want, you, I want you to know, know something, Thelma. You started all this stuff with asking about those black Hebrew Israelites the other day. I did. I think uh, some of his people that he gathers with are calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't they at least be nice and have a discussion, like, uh, uh, like a, at least pretend to be scholars? You don't insult people on the air. <laughs> well, he doesn't like to talk to me now. He's 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 been ducking me lately, so. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. And, and it's amazing to me where people, and, and they don't realize, the people who are really interested in the Bible, I don't mind debating, but you never you never make as hominid attacks against a person you're dealing with. Yeah, I, I would never do that to a person. I may disagree with them, but I'm not going to uh, you know, insult their intelligence, especially when I don't know their educational background. But needless to say, I like it when you, uh, when, if you're talking about a friend of yours, I like it when they call. They make your program interesting. What can you tell people? about how to give when they're viewing our Sunday service uh, on biblical prophecy this Sunday coming? Still mail in uh, their donations now by regular postal mail, and also to utilize their online bill pay. A lot of people do uh, a lot of online banking, and all you have to do is add us as a payee, put in just a strictly biblical name, our address, which is 107. 09 Grand River Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. You may need our phone number, which is 313-933-9270. And also, Givelify, uh, where as the mail, Givelify, and the online banking, you can donate or give a love gift to any ministry that you wanted to go to, including radio as well, community service, Don't Kill the Babies, any of them. And, Pastor, okay. I have a couple questions if we have time. All right, get me in trouble again. What you got? <laughs> well, this one is First uh, John three four. I want to find out what is John talking about as far as the law. Like if law, if the old law is going to the new law under grace, then what is he talking about in three four? Okay, first, uh, first John three four. Yeah, that's a very uh, important passage in the Bible uh, because it deals uh, with something that we need to know in terms of where we are. Uh, in First John chapter 3 and verse 4, where it says, Whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested 
to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. So that is just talking about the fact that sin is God gave us the law, represented by the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, uh, the first five books of uh, uh, Moses and beyond. And so the, uh, what that does is no man can say that they're not a sinner in light of God's law. But what happens is, thank God, we, we can't get to heaven by keeping the law because no man has. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, except for Jesus, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that's exactly what we have. There's nobody can, who can say they're a perfect keeper of the law. Uh, in fact, the law has a purpose, though. It talks about the purpose of the law over in Romans chapter 3 and verse 20, where it says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified uh, uh, in his sight. Okay? Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. That's what the law does. The law gives you a knowledge of sin, okay? And once you have that knowledge of sin, it, it causes you to run into the hands of Jesus Christ, who is the only person that can forgive you of your sins. Uh, notice here in 21, it says, uh, in verse 21, continuing this, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, that's why it says what it says over in Galatians chapter 3, okay, that if we just, if the law is all we had, we're going to hell, okay, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, and then Paul here, in another place as he talks about this as well, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 1 uh, and 2 are very strong uh, as well, Thelma. But what it says in verse uh, 22, this is in Galatians 3:22, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Then verse 23, but before faith came, we were kept under the law. Okay? This is a hard one to get around, but though people will try, they will try to ignore it. And so, you know, uh, just have to keep uh, telling them, what does this mean? What does that mean? Verse 23, for before faith came, we were kept under the law. Okay? Shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be fulfilled or revealed. Look at verse 24. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster. It had a purpose. It convicted us of sin and drove us into the hands of the Messiah. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Then verse 25. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So we're not under the law of Moses now. We're under the law of Christ. Okay? Uh, the schoolmaster uh, was the law. Uh, now that schoolmaster uh, has done his job, led us to Jesus Christ, and we're saved through him. And now we're under law, but we're under the law of Christ. Okay? We're under the law of Christ. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. I have one more question about for me, to interact with that person is that um, about like being ugly, or be considered like missionary context? You're saying what? I didn't hear you clearly. Interacting with say the person doesn't you know believe in the same thing, but they still believe 
can see what happens in that particular verse, where there's a change between, you know what the schoolmaster is, it was, it's the law. And so therefore, if it says we're not no longer under a schoolmaster anymore, and, and Paul is saying this in so many different ways, and what happens is black Hebrew Israelites have to ignore a whole bunch of scriptures, and uh, it becomes hard. All you have to do is just, you know, uh, uh, keep showing them these, because it's hard to get around. For instance, over in Romans 10 and 1, right? Notice what Paul says. Here's Paul, uh, a Jewish Christian, right? Brethren, my heart's desire, this is verse 1, he says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and running about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Then look at verse 4. For Christ, not Moses, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Okay? So that's what he says, if he goes on to say. So the Bible is, is Christ-centered, okay? And everyone who believes in him, uh, you know, uh, is, is going to be uh, his child, his child. And uh, definitely uh, no one group, uh, definitely nothing with any kind of a racial tag or color. God could care less about the color of your skin. He cares about the content of your heart. So, uh, and that's why usually uh, when I'm in discussions uh, with them, not all, but a lot of times uh, I get what I got from the last gentleman, uh, insults. Uh, that's what they do. Uh, uh, and, and, that's, and that's a shame because it always should be an intellectual discussion that people have based upon facts. There should be no ad hominem attacks attacking the person. Uh, that is why in actual debate formats, they always have a moderator because they just want you to stick to the facts, all right? Uh, so, but that's what you're going to find. And so what happens is you get an idea of how the group is like from the people who call. Yeah, they, uh, usually it's a tag, and that's about all. But Thelma, thank you very much. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. When the president declared a national emergency on the coronavirus, he also declared a national disaster, freeing up billions of dollars and opening the door to exercising extraordinary powers as president in the face of this kind of challenge. War is the most apt metaphor for the challenge we now face as we're confronted by the coronavirus. As far as pandemics go, in order to find anything on this scale, you would have to go back to the 1918 pandemic of the Spanish flu. The deadliness of that pandemic should be a chastening factor upon us all. It should remind us that one of our responsibilities on the other side of this crisis is going to be to rebuild what has been lost. And in the midst of the crisis, we must not only pray, we must work. There are many things to be done, and it's going to be up to us to do them. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on radio.com. Just go to radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the radio.com app. 
Either way, it sounds great and you're going to love it. Check us out at radio.com. Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800 741 We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800-741-5929. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. This is Pastor Moss back with you here on Bible Talk. We've got Pastor uh, Hawkins on the line. How you doing, sir? I'm fine, and you, Pastor Moss, how are you? Just great. Thanks for calling. Very good, and thank you for accepting my call. Uh, Pastor Moss, I would like to say that I agree with you wholeheartedly that we are not under the law, but we are under grace. And if they read Romans chapter 6, around verse 14, that verse says that. My statement is I would like to know, am I thinking right in terms of the black his, Hebrew-Israelite situation, that the that Israel came through Shem, you know, the three sons of Noah and Shem, and that uh, we as uh, black people uh, come through Ham. You know, is that correct? Uh, that's my thinking, and I would like to, for you, if I'm incorrect, to uh, elaborate on that, please. Well, yeah, well, there are a group... Uh, uh, that yeah, that is that comes out of Ham, but we need to uh, recognize also though that uh, uh, that being so, uh, that if we look at if we look at Ham, we are dealing yeah. with what we're dealing with uh, is something that took place before there was any Jews, right? That's right. That's when right. did the Jews come about? I agree. Right. Uh, it didn't come well, about much until, later. I be- that's well, right. They didn't come that's about. Right until Abraham, right? Genesis chapter 12. Yes. Okay? Abraham yes, was right. a Gentile. Agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, he was yes, a Gentile right. who became a Jew. Okay, so yes, And then, right. so therefore, the Jew is not something, that's the difficulty people have with defining Jews, because you can't yes. define them as a race. Uh, you can call them a nation. You can call them a culture. But yes. basically, they were a group that was formed by God, and what made you a Jew, as I'm sure you know very well, is the right of circumcision. Every male, male yes. had to be circumcised. So it had nothing to do yes. with the color of a person's skin. Okay? 
But see, we're so hung up that with skin color till we're going to bring it in where the Jews were a group, uh, a, a group of people, an ethnic group created by God. Had nothing to do with race. Yes. Though. Yes, and we're raising up a Paul that says there's neither Jew nor Greek nor bond nor free, but we're all one in Christ Jesus. That's right. We read all of that, but see, for folks who have this racial bent of mind, those kind of things mean uh, nothing. And especially, I've tried before to have a good conversation, but, uh, you know, when you start attacking the person, then, you you know, (laughs) uh, I I don't mind. I I, I like disagreement on my program, but it's got to be fair. It's got to be right. That's right. And the final authority is the Word of God, and that's what His we should be God basing all our teachings on. Which you mentioned, I know all about them. They were written during the silent years, between after the close of the canonical books in the Old Testament and before the beginning of the New, uh, Maccabees, uh, uh, the, uh, the apocryphal books, First and Second Maccabees, which are accepted by the Catholics, by the way, but they never were accepted by Josephus or the Jews as being the Word of God, uh, because they advocate things in the apocryphal books like praying for the dead, which is condemned uh, in the Bible. Sure. Sure. Well, thank you very much, and I'm just glad that uh, we agree and that you have a minister that's listening to you, and I believe in the word rightly divided and preaching the gospel of the grace of God. So that's thank you so much. That's the only thing we can do, sir. my friend. That's all we can do, and we do it in love. <laughs> okay. Thank you. want to thank you. Thank you. Now, Bye-bye. Thank you. Now, now, that's what I'm talking about. When you have a discussion like that, now, understand, I love disagreement. But always let's attack the issues, not the person. You don't call in insulting anybody. I'm tired. I see it on the news all the time. People think that they're entertaining me by insulting someone, calling them an idiot, stupid. You don't know that. No, stick to the facts, okay? Because if you know the truth, you don't have to get all emotional about it. Just put it out. People are entitled to believe what they want to believe. Now, definitely you want to come. And be with us on uh, March 29th, that's Sunday. Well, you can't be with us, uh, but you can uh, log on to us at strictlybiblical.org, the book of Revelation. And I want to talk about how this, uh, this, this virus that we're dealing with now, how does it fit in biblical prophecy? And I will tell you how something that happened to me at a fast food burger joint, all right, made me think about the tribulation. Oh, yeah. See if you can guess what that is. Okay? Something that happened at a, a burger joint. I don't want to name it. I don't want to give advertisement to this place. But I went through, and what happened made me. Whether the food was bad, okay, I can't tell you. But when you come, but when you log on to our service, the Book of Revelation, March 29th at 11 a.m. Strictlybiblical.org, I'll tell you how a burger joint made me think about tribulation. Listen, I want to thank you for calling. Remember to send donations if you love this program to P.O. Box 05879, P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. This is Pastor Moss. God bless you. Uh, look, uh, uh, looking for you to uh, listen, log on, so you can hear the beginning of a series on the book of Revelation coming straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Moss saying God bless you. See you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministry. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.